Hey, welcome to episode 2 of the Six Fact Cinema mini-series about AMC's The Terror. It's Jimmy and Dave, as always, we are reviewing episode 3. How you doing, Jimmy? I'm good, how are you? I gotta tell you, episode 3 of the show, and it's still very good. Uh, yes. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, um, I was worried what your opinions are gonna be about this, but that, that calms me to hear you think it's still very good. I still am just obsessed with learning about life on the Arctic and, like, what happened. Even just from a history standpoint of view and not even about these individual characters and all that. Just the whole theme, which I said in our first episode discussion of this, is so intriguing to me. And it's still very intriguing to me. Yeah. And then we got some crazy shit happened this episode. Actually, really, I felt like only one crazy thing happened this episode. And not much else. Like, I felt like there could have been more, but... but I like was... that they're, they're kind of holding back on all the crazy shit, because I imagine by the end of this series, things are going to get real bad and real crazy. And I like that three episodes in, yes, there's been a couple of deaths, one very major, but it hasn't really gone to shit yet. They're still yeah. kind of just going through their day-to-day life. So, to recap the episode, basically, on the ships, Crozer, am I still saying that right? Crozer, yeah. Crozer wants to send a party of, like, the six most able men to walk. Uh, It's going to take six months just to let people know they're there and what's happening. He asks Francis. Franklin. Franklin. I keep saying Francis Crozer's first name. Yeah, okay. So, he asks Franklin, and Franklin, like, very rudely says no. Yeah, that was a brutal scene to watch. Yeah, basically says he'll never be a, uh, he'll never be able to command anyone. He's too like romantic or pushover and soft. Uh, and then they, and then he, then Francis goes and says, "Well, I'm going to do it anyway. You know, I, we need to do it, even if he's not around. I'm going to do it." They are on a lookout for the bear, the grizzly bear, the creature. They have like people staked out. They have a tent staked out. Well, guess what? Creature comes, kills everyone. Guess who it kills? Kills Franklin. So now. Crozier is in command. Just what Franklin said he would never be able to do. He's in command. Got the other guy whining. And then the sub story is the gay lovers are having a quarrel. and They're kind of not going with it, getting along with each other anymore. The one guy's like, well, Francis Crozier likes me. And he's like, nah, man, he's just being nice to you. And then he shits on his bed. And then the third story is Lady Silence. We kind of get proof that she's friends with the bear or the grizzly bear or whatever it is. Yeah. So, what do you want to get into first? What scene? What? 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 Hits Why don't you we most? just move through the episode kind of as the episode goes, and then at okay. the end, I do want to do a little compare and contrast between the book because I'm about a hundred pages into that now. Okay. So the first scene of note is that they find like a little miniature statue of the creature, the bear, on the dead Eskimo's body, and they decide to bury it with him. So that's kind of. Let's the, let's us know they know about this animal and they they think about it enough to carry it around. Like if you were so scared of it, you wouldn't carry it around as yeah. uh, something in your it pocket. It makes me think there's some sort of religious as- aspect, whether they're like shamans and protecting the bear or like it hunts for them. I don't know what it is, but I did kind of like that. I think it's going to come back and bite them in the ass. But at first, they were going to give the little trinkets to Lady Silence with the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. 
but Dr. Goodsir was like, no, don't – those were his personal artifacts. Like, they should be buried with him. And I think, like, he meant good from that, but it's going to come back and bite him in the ass. Yeah, and they – speaking of burying, is what they did considered burying just digging a huge well basically through the ice to the water with fire and then just shoving him down there and poking him into the water? Can you bury someone what? at sea? Buried at sea. That's a term, I, so I, I guess so. I know those holes are necessary in Arctic uh, expeditions because they, they're they supposed to be all around the ship in case a fire breaks out on the ship that can get to water quick enough to put it out. Okay, that makes sense. And it sense. kind of felt like they just didn't care enough to dig like a proper burial for him, so they threw him down one of the water holes. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. And also it was like something that came up later in the episode, so they needed to let us know. And that's basically – so. okay, so we have the dead Eskimo burial. The next big scene is that Crozer asked Franklin to start this expedition, and Franklin shuts him down, like we said, very rudely. Franklin's kind of a dick. He is. Although you, you kind of understand why a little bit when you get to his flashbacks later. Because before this expedition started, one of the uh, other per- people who have been up to the Arctic and had to come back said, what's your plan? Like, what what sort of rescue do you have lined up? What How much supplies are you bringing? Why are you bringing so many people? And all that kind of questioning everything. So he, I feel like he went into this being like, no, I'm going to prove them all wrong and we're going to get through without a hitch. Yeah, but the the flashback more to me was to shine a light on his incompetence and everyone warned him and he just acted like he didn't need a plan. And everyone was trying to tell him and even his wife was like, we'll prove them wrong. Like, they were this victim. And no, you're dumb, dude. I, you didn't I plan right. I hope that gets explained further in like future flashbacks. Because there is a little bit more backstory in the book there that I'll get to later on at the end of the episode. Yeah, because my feeling was they just showed that he's kind of um, a stubborn, ignorant dude and was mm. kind of too full of himself. That's what I thought. And then later on... No, I, de- out- I definitely think that's how he is. But I feel like in his past, in real life too, there was reasons why he was that type of a man. Oh, okay. Uh, and then... The sub-story before we get to the main event is the gay guys quarreling, which this better come to a head because I don't care about it at all right now. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I haven't seen any of this in the book yet, so I don't know if it pops up later or it just have. I don't know. It doesn't seem important at all. But so. like basically, they fucked the first episode. Now they're fighting, and it seems a lot of just filler for me. So until this pops up in a big way, we'll, I'll keep an eye on it. And t- but I, I don't really need to even discuss like what's he took a shit on his bed at the end of the episode, which I mean honestly it's a funny way to get back at the guy. Yeah, it's funny, but well, what is this? Is this just filler? Like just because? All right, well it's all men. We need love story. We need the drama of love. It's a cast of all. I men. don't know. Like, or it could just be filler. Like they didn't want they wanted to do ten episodes, not eight, so they wrote enough to pad out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's not. It's nothing to me right now. It's kind of like, all right, get on with the show. the The bear, the beast, they have a party, constantly look out for it. That's crazy. And then the one scene, they take the picture in the snow. Is that a real picture? Is there a picture of these guys ever found? I have no idea. I don't know about that. But that scene, all the different angles looking at the party, I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be from the bear's point of view. So for just that one, like, there was no real noise going besides the ticking of, like, how long 
uh, Dr. Goodster had to wait for the picture to take. Uh-huh. The, the, the fact that they're just standing out there for a minute, I was so sure something would happen. And then at the end, I like I let out a sigh of relief the first time. I was like, oh, all right. Like, that, that was a real tense scene for, like, nothing going on. Yeah, that was well done. Uh, and then the bear attacks. And were you surprised that he died, or did you know from the book? Or I did know from the book. So I'll get into that a little bit now. The book opens up from Crozer's point of view reflecting on how, like, he's now in charge of all these people. Okay. So it kind of opens up near, like, the end of this episode. I said last week that I thought it was going to end up with Francis Crozer being in charge. I didn't know. that. He, I said they might kill each other. I thought the – I said the one captain might commit suicide because his ships were going down. So I had a hunch that it was going to be one-person show, especially when Francis told Crozer – You'll never be able to command. I was like, okay, well, he's gonna command now. <laughs> yeah. And that, but I didn't think it was gonna be episode three. The bear kills him in a in like a crazy way. Like this bear just kills him and then drags him to the hole and then pushes him in the hole and then pushes him into the ice while that dude's he was still like alive and able to think as that was all happening to him. Oh fuck that! That's gotta be top ten worst ways to go. Shoved down a well. Onto hot f- coals, so you're burning, dealing with the loss of your legs, and then shoved into Arctic water. Dude. <laughs> yeah. If I could choose a way to die, that wouldn't be in my top 1,000. <laughs> I, um, I gotta say, this is why I was nervous that you might not have liked the episode, though, because last week you were talking about how you were really interested to see how, like, the rivalry between the two captains grows, and that, that got snuffed out real quick. Yeah, well, it kind of came to a head enough right then. And then yes. I was like, all right, cool. Like, they made, in a weird way, they made the viewers happy that Francis died and Crozer's now in charge. Mm-hmm. Like, they villainized him just enough. And I was like, oh, yeah, he got his. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Or even if it's not he got his, now everyone's thinking, all right, well, at least the more reasonable captain is in charge. And hopefully they'll find a way out. Yeah. Which we know doesn't happen from that first scene. Yeah. How about like the, I forget his name, the guy, the second in command who like loves. Fitz James. Fitz James pulling on the rope. Like, oh yeah, he's going to just, you're going to fish him back up, buddy. (laughs) He's just underneath in the ice water, just waiting for someone to pull the rope. (laughs) It's like that guy in the first episode who died so quick when he fell in the water. Yeah. I think this, you're, what's, uh, Franklin's going to have enough energy after losing his leg and being thrown in this to get a, to grab onto the rope. Yeah. And then they have a funeral and they bury just his leg. When they put that down, I watch this on the airplane, but when they put that leg down just in the cask, like all wrapped up like a gift, I was like, come on. I laughed out loud. Hey, if if I ever get brutally killed and I only have like a single limb as my remains, just chop that up and like burn it and don't like, you know, I don't have a body. Don't bury just my leg in a coffin, please. I I agree, but I feel like the Royal Navy was very big on, like, the ceremony of it all. And so you had to for the – like, not only the captain of a ship, but the commander of this expedition. You had to have, like, a proper burial for him. I get it, but it's still just ridiculous. Oh, definitely. And then I was going to say the little pissant Fitzjames – He's like, don't do this. We have to honor him. And and, Fra- and Francis Crozer being the nice guy he is, he's like, I'll give you a day of grieving, and then we're getting on with this mission. 
Yeah. Thank thank God. Like he he is smart. Um and then it also it ends with do you want to go into it with the bear and Lady Silence? Lady Silence in an igloo, which igloos are some one of the cooler habitats. It's like beaver dens and then igloos. Yeah, because you only see her twice in this episode, in the very beginning and then at the end, right? It didn't cut to her at all. Yeah, and didn't she want the little... She asked for She asked for it? Yeah, so let's just talk all Lady Silence now. She asked her... She didn't obviously say anything because she doesn't talk anymore, but she kept being like, give me the rest, give me the rest, give me the rest. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, we already buried him, there is nothing else. And then she's in her igloo, and the bear comes outside, and you're like, is it going to attack her? She doesn't seem – she seemed kind of worried, which also – you know what I mean? It's like she went out and said hi to the bear or grizzly or whatever the animal. She seemed a little worried, but she also not – not worried enough. And then we find out the bear just said hi, blew under her tent, and gave her some food to eat. Yes. And she's also carving something, which I think is going to be a new bear totem. Okay. So who's serving who here? Is the bear – is the bear giving gifts to them? Are they I, the gods so of the bear? Speculation. They... I, I don't know anything based on the book. I think her and her father were kind of like shaman Eskimos that either worshipped or protected this bear. And But it's like a hard animal to control because in the first episode when her dad's dying, she's saying, I'm not ready, I'm not ready to do this yet. So I think she doesn't know if the bear will attack her without her dad around. And so this will be like the know. first time when he left her food. She, she might be like, all right, like he might still like me even without my dad. Yeah, I need to see more Eskimos. I said that last episode. Where's her mom? Who's she going to mate with? There's got to be more Eskimos around, and I want to see them. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea, but I feel like she's going to be the only Eskimo from here on out. Well, that's a bummer. So from here on out, where's this heading? Uh don't say anything that you know for certain. Oh, so if you, I don't know. Did we skim over it that the cooks met? The cooks met to talk about the food. Go, uh, the cook from the terror showed up in the Erebus, saying, "Hey, a bunch of our like canned food. We're opening it, and it's spoiled. Is this happening for you too?" And the chef from the Erebus kind of just laughed and was like, "Oh, just add some salt. It's fine. I've been serving it. Nobody's sick." I think yeah. that's gonna come back in a big way. Well, and they also made sure to let us know they had food for like three years, I think two years, four years if they needed to ration it. So we know how much their supply has, but we also know that it's going to go bad, which may have killed the guy in the first episode because he's coughing yeah. up blood and some of their other rations went spoiled. So that's once you have no food, you have to go hunt. We know they can fish because they set up a fish trap for the bear, but that's not enough to feed all those men. So they're going to go hungry. And if they try yes. to go hunt, the bear's going to hunt them. So that's I, I think be that's a problem. I think that's where the show's heading is that they're going to – a lot of them are going to die from illness from the food, and then they're going to try and hunt and, like, just leave the ships behind and get slowly picked off and, like, devolve into madness. Yeah, it's definitely going to devolve into madness. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I think I, – I mean, that's where it's going. I, I, I'm rooting for people that I know are going to die. Yes, it, it's going to be hard when, like, Dr. Goodsir dies. Yeah. Oh, he seems so innocent and naive. Yeah, he's like us. Um, yeah, just like us. So I'll do a little comparison corner here. How All the right. book is so far, it's, it's very good. I recommend people go out and pick it up. 
um, about 100 pages into it, and it's through point like POV. And every cha- chapter, it alternates. And so far, the only three I've gotten, I don't know if more characters will be introduced, are Crozier, in like present day, in the middle of their dilemma, and then Franklin in like flashbacks, like before the ship's launch, so you get a, more of his backstory, and then diary entries from Dr. Goodsir, like during the start of their journey, from like when they first leave London. So it's covering like cool. three different periods of time. Any good tidbits that we don't know yet that won't spoil anything? I'll say the backstory to Franklin, because I don't know if they'll show that or not now that he's dead, was that he had been on another expedition, and they kind of hinted in episode two about this, where they all had to retreat across land, and, like, tons of people were, like, close to starving to death. He had to eat his leather shoes and, like, was ridiculed. Like, he's, like, a mockery in the Navy. They removed him as governor of Australia. They... Uh, and, like, some of his men resorted to cannibalism, and so he became a mockery and just happened and then wasn't up for this expedition. But the guy who was got married at the last minute and, like, promised his wife he'd go on no more Arctic expeditions, so they just, like, threw Franklin in. So he and was so, completely inept. He, yes. Like, not completely, but he had had a lot of bad experiences and wanted to prove everyone wrong that, it, that he wasn't inept. That it was just horrible he, luck the first time. But it wasn't. He, he said no to all the decisions that would have saved them. Yes. And in the book, they, they touch on it. The, the old guy who comes and talks to him at the party is, like, the first ever Arctic explorer. Like, the most important person in their whole circle. And he's the one being like, Franklin, you need to fucking set up a rescue plan and, like, drop off supplies in case you have to escape on foot. And he's like, no, we're not going to do that. And then, at the end of that chapter, because I just finished reading that chapter today, he wakes up from napping at his house, and his wife had thrown on the Union Jack flag to, like, because he looked cold in his sleep, but just over his legs, which is foreshadowing for he's going to lose his legs to the bear. Nice. Because the no, Union Jack Union is what Jack. they they used to put that on the coffins of, Royal, of Admiralty. Yeah. Union Jack... Like blanket foreshadowing. I like that. Yeah. So, All right, so very next episode it, airs... It slow. Next episode airs Monday, right? Yes, it airs Monday nights. All right, we'll so, try to be quicker with our turnaround time. Yeah, sorry, guys. There was just some family issues for us this week. We couldn't get to it as quick as we'd like, but hopefully we'll be recording a day or two after these episodes airs from now on. Get these out yep. to you as quick as possible. Yep, thanks for listening. All right. Catch you all next time. Love you.